0: Hi there. Welcome to the It's Hard podcast. I'm your host Paige Boner. I'm so excited about this podcast. It's something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. We're going to be having conversations with real people about the hard stuff in life. I'll be challenging my guests to be open and honest and vulnerable about the tough parts of their lives and I'm hoping that this will lead to growth and bettering our human connection. So join me, learn with me, and grow with me. Welcome to It's Hard.
1: Time, this is the first time I've recorded it. in
0: the middle of the day before. Really? Yeah. What's your, like,
1: recording prime time? It's
0: usually, like, 5 o'clock at night. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know why. That's usually when works for, when it works for people. Yeah. But we're in sure. college, so we're a yep. little bit more flexible, which is oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, I'm with my friend, Danielle <laughs> Swanson. I'm so excited because, I mean, I love having my friends on. I'm a little biased because it's comfortable and all that. But, I mean, it's nice to have everyone on. but I've been wanting to hear your story for a long time. I mean, we've known each other a really long time. Yeah, we lived on the same floor mm-hmm. freshman year with Anna. Oof. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Let's I remember go. all the way back. Literally all the way back. <laughs> I remember one of the first times like I just walked into your room or something and or no, no, no. I remember the very first time I ever saw you. Do you remember this story? Oh gosh, let's hear it. It was at the <laughs> state fair before oh, we what? even moved in. I remember you were working at Sweet Martha's. Yes. Oh, For those of you who don't know what Sweet Martha's is, it's Mm -hmm. a cookie stand at the State Fair, and it's, like, the best cookies ever. I'm sure everyone on here knows what Sweet Martha's is. But Danielle works there, and I did not know you at all, but I saw your long blonde hair, and you're tall like me, (laughs) and you had uh St. Thomas hat on, and yes. I was like, with two of my friends, it was Maria and Riley, and I yes. was like, you guys, that girl has a St. Thomas hat on, we gotta go in her line, and so we were like, trying to get in your line, but I think you had like, shifted over or something, sure. but I totally remember seeing oh my you, gosh, that's so and then I saw you at, like, obviously we lived on the same yeah. floor then, I was like, wait, this is so crazy, like, we know each wow. other, so... So weird. Well, I knew who you were, yeah. but you didn't know. Who I, was. I
1: I don't remember that. No, because like, I don't think I would
0: talk to you. So I think sure. I just saw you from afar, and I was like, ah. Okay, Saint that's Thomas. probably. It. I was like,
1: oh man! Yeah, that's so fun. I love I that, that you saw it. or you know, that hat. I know it's really simple Can go a long It gets way. you. I <laughs> love
0: that. Man, yeah, man, we've come a long way. We have, and then man. Anna, we we like started hanging out with you, and then. We didn't really get, like, super close, though, until about a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, when
1: our main friend group really started to form form. and, like, solidify into what it is now. And now we
0: live right by each other.
1: She in my backyard. Yeah, I'm right in your backyard, (laughs) right behind me. It's awesome.
0: Um, But I'm excited to have you. Are you excited? I'm so
1: excited. This is, like you said, it's kind of been brewing in the back of my mind for a while and when you first mentioned to me that you wanted to have me on I've been thinking about you know what I wanted to say and what I wanted to really uh, release out to other people's ears and hopefully my story or what I've gone through or experienced can touch other people's lives and you know kind of have that impact or inspire people I hope if You know, bottom line, I just want to inspire people to kind of be a better version of themselves and,
0: yeah. Yeah, and accept yourself for who you are. Who you are, yeah. I mean, that's, like, the whole premise and everybody says Mm -hmm. it. And the purpose of listening to these stories over and over again is to just understand different ways to do that, you know, because at some point it's going to spark you. At some point what someone says Mm -hmm. is going to be like, oh, that hits home. Like, I feel that. I really feel that. So you just have to keep, like... Putting people on that have good things to say, are intelligent, are, you know, I mean, everybody has a great story, so everyone should share it. And Exactly. I think yeah. it's awesome. Um, yeah, no, you're gonna help a lot of people and I love that. you know, it's like I said, it's just it doesn't matter where it comes from or what your story is, it's it's gonna help at least one person every time. So Absolutely. something you say will resonate, which I'm excited for. That's what I hope for. I hope that
1: <laughs> one thing someone can take away one little piece of you know my story or anyone else's story on your podcast and just let that resonate with them and you know have that guide them through whatever they may be going through at the time as they're listening with their headphones in to your podcast I hope that they take something away. Isn't it weird to away? think
0: about like people's like you're in people's ears, like they're they're listening to oh, you. That's trippy, man. I know. That's <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of when I first started this. I was like looking at people Ooh. with headphones in, and I'm like, if like they were listening, like that that oh, my voice my is voice. in their ears. Like hey, I gotta. What's up? <laughs> yeah. So, but it's awesome because it it makes such a direct impact. It so really it's a does. really good thing. Um, so Danielle, we'll just jump right in <laughs> about what does vulnerability mean to you? Let's go. <laughs> Oh man, let's see,
1: vulnerability, you know, I'd say it doesn't really have like one definition, but I'd say the definition that it has for me is um, learning to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And what I mean by that is I've learned over the course of four years that you'll never truly achieve growth in any means without experiencing some sort of discomfort um and you really have to pursue that discomfort you have to be willing to step outside of your you know your bubble your comfort zone and embrace it and accept that you know in order for me to go beyond where i am now to try and achieve this goal i have to go through these obstacles because Life ain't perfect, y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, that just that's just it. And you can get lucky in some circumstances, but usually life has a really funny way of throwing roadblocks at you. And when you see an end goal that you wanna achieve, you know, it's not a straight shot and that's kinda how I look at it. Yeah. And you have to be okay with approaching these obstacles that, you know, quite frankly, can be very uncomfortable. But in order to achieve that final end goal, that growth per se, um, you just gotta, you gotta learn to be comfortable with those uncomfortable circumstances that come your way.
0: And it's super vulnerable to do that because
1: it's, it goes back
0: to risk taking Mm -hmm. and, being in a position where you're yes you're just out there and you're scared and you're yes. you know putting yourself in a position that's not like you said comfortable and and that can look so different in so many ways. So Absolutely. what are some examples like even just in your daily life just simple examples of ways that you put yourself out there?
1: Yeah, I'd say in my daily life, you know, I get so I get so caught up in this whole routine of life. And don't get me wrong, I'm a person who loves routine. You know, I like to wake up, have my morning cup of coffee. I love going to yoga at a certain amount of, a certain time every day. Um, but with that, I think that it's important to really, like, spice up your day, with whether that means, um, for me, I guess, I push myself to uh go out of my comfort zone and talk to new people that I usually don't talk to particularly people who have completely different backgrounds or different opinions or beliefs than me, because I feel that that offers the most, you know, perspective and growth. And that's really something that I've been striving to oh, gain more of is just perspective in life. You know, yeah. I, I never ever want to be one track minded or, you know, only have this one belief about something, and that's every single day I try, I'm very hungry for, like, a new perspective on something. Yeah. You know, whether it be uh, very controversial or something as little as, oh, someone likes, I don't know, a good, a good example, but, like, this sports team or another. You yeah. know, like, a different perspective on why other people are the way that they are. You yeah. know, I'm
0: just very curious about That's awesome, and I'm sure you've made a lot of good, like, cool connections to people too through that, because I think people, especially when we're younger, I mean, college it gets a little easier, but in high school even too, it's so hard to, like, put yourself out and just be like, hey, like, I'm Danielle, nice to meet you, you know, that's a difficult thing to do, so, like, how do you do that? I mean, what is your secret to just, like, talking to people you don't know very well or being uncomfortable, do you know? (laughs) that's
1: still something that I'm trying to figure out on a day-to-day basis you know going up to someone that you have no idea who they are or you know that oh they're I know that they hold you know they come from completely different backgrounds they hold completely different beliefs and opinions than I do what am I going to do what am I going to say how am I going to act what is that going to look like and I think that's you know, it's all a matter of vulnerability, putting yourself out there. And I think a huge word for me is patience and persistence. You know, Mm. you just gotta be patient with that process and it may not go as smooth as you think, but, um, for me, I, I find myself doing that by, uh, applying to different things. Like, for example, I just came back from a vision trip, and Vision at St. Thomas, for those of you who don't know, is a program um, that's, its foundation is based off of uh, giving back to various communities, whether it's regional within the United States or national uh, outside of the United States. And I went to Costa Rica, and you're teamed up with about 11 other people, 10, 11 and uh, you're pretty much all strangers. And that, to me, was something that was very daunting, but I knew what this was about vision. And you go and it's also, you do a bunch of community activity, activities and uh, just get to know one another and have like deep reflection nights and also do communal work within uh, the area that you're in. But it's... It's things like that that I really seek out because then it allows me to gain other perspectives. Yeah,
0: because you went on that trip, I mean, you didn't, uh, prior you didn't know someone that you were going with. No, I didn't know
1: anyone, yeah, Yeah, and I think that's that's something that, you know, people may look at me and say, how have you done that, because two other times that was actually the third time I've, Went abroad. Uh, I went abroad. I studied a J term in Spain and Morocco in between my sophomore year, and I did not know a single person (laughs) on that trip. And then once again, um, spring semester, junior year to Rome, and I didn't know anyone (laughs) who I was going (laughs) completely across the world with. And yeah, it's, I would say, those those aren't easy situations, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not easy to, I would never say every single time I've gone, I've been, you know, so nervous, have had all these hesitations and really have thought, you know, did I make the right decision? Am I really doing this? But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be the person who I am today without
0: seeking out those, like, uncomfortable situations. Yeah, it's, like, leaning into uncomfortability because, Mm -hmm. and I read about this a lot, that yeah, those, like, fears, that, like, nervousness is people get, like, scared of that. They're like, oh, should I not be feeling this way? Like, should I be feeling calm and collected and cool? And it's like, no, if you're feeling that way, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. Yeah, Yeah. something good for you and something that's going to push you to become a different person like a a growing person and not necessarily a different person in a bad way just you're going to grow so much and you're going to learn so much as long as you're uncomfortable and it's never going to be easy it's never going to be comfortable so you have to find those things that just push you and some people that is like going abroad and doing those you know kind of bigger things and Mm -hmm. some people it's small stuff like you said just starting a conversation or you know, starting a podcast or or posting on your Instagram, like there's just things that are going to feel awkward and uncomfortable and you're being really vulnerable and putting yourself out there, but you can't encourage people enough to do that because that's how we change things. That's how we make differences. That's how we create relationships. Otherwise we wouldn't have Mm -hmm. it, you know?
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, I was never this type of person, someone who sought out uncomfortability, um... I think I'll kind of go back to my foundation on why I started doing that and why I started seeking out uncomfortable situations, whether it be going abroad or going on trips with absolutely no one I know um, doing things that are very independent or speaking to people that have uh, no commonalities with me, or um, I've gone on a few job interviews that you know i'm not I wasn't necessarily um Striving to get the job, but more so, it frightened me. So I was going on the job interview um, just for that mere experience to get those like nerves out of the yeah. way. And job interviews usually make me very uncomfortable. I'm not someone who is very comfortable, and you know that questionnaire. I don't know if a like, lot of people are <laughs> in that car behavioral yeah. questionnaire like setting, yeah. um, but just doing little day to day things, but. Going back, um, I, I, I'm I, sure you know this, but for those of you who don't know, uh, I was a competitive dancer for 14 years of my life. I started um, in a studio and ended at the same studio, well, transfer studios, but then, you know, that was like my home base, my second home, and it was very demanding, um, I was very familiar to the words, I can't, I have dance, when people Mm -hmm. asked me to, you know, go out and do extra things, and, you know, that was really my whole life, my whole identity, and that was, you know, I had 20 some other sisters, and that was my life, you know, and that's all I knew, I went to school, my Monday nights, I remember in high school, looked like I went to school, I came home for about 45 minutes, and Ate food, went to dance, came home at ten fifteen at night and did homework if I was awake and enough about, and then yeah. went to bed. You know, I usually ate dinners by myself. Um, my family would like leave out food and that's kind of what my life looked like in mm-hmm. high school. And coming into college and making the decision to come to St. Thomas, which was only 25 minutes away from my hometown, um, I was faced with a decision, you know do I want to continue on dance in whatever way uh you know I dabbled around the idea of do I move out to New York or California and do I pursue college you know do I go the dance career route and I decided that my education is like so much more important and it'll be a long-term investment and I think with that when that reality started sitting in um I started realizing, you know, I think I think I need to put aside that whole aspect of my life that I've known since I was three and a half aside, and that was the first big thing that was, like, so scary to me. I know this is so cliche, you know. No, it is, yeah. The change from high school to college is hard. Of course, transitions are hard, and moving away from your hometown and everything, but I um, not only was deciding to move away, you know, well, away, 25 (laughs) minutes, Danielle, okay, but, um, like, going away to college instead of uh, pursuing dance, moving away from that, but I was moving away from my identity, and uh, that to me was, like, a huge, huge pivotal thing, because all I knew, all my life was dance, and my dance friends, and this and that, and whatnot, Um, so really letting that go, Um, was hard it was a identity crisis to me I remember freshman year I had no idea who I was this person was within my body without dance because everyone always knew me as oh Danielle oh yeah she's the dancer at blah blah studio you know that this is where Uh she went and that's who I was you know that was it, but coming to college, starting over, I never really got the chance to explore who I am to my core, you know, everyone, I let, I kind of let dance define my identity, I didn't know what I liked outside of it, like, who I really was as a person, and so, like I said, I had this huge identity crisis, and freshman year was very tough, and I was really trying to find myself, find my way, and see where I fit in with, like, different friends and what that looks like. Thankfully, I'm so thankful that you appeared in my life you in <laughs> Anna freshman year, and that was, that was an amazing glimpse to what these, you know, four years turned out to be, but yeah, that was tough, and so here's, you know, 18-year-old Danielle, like, yeah. having mental breakdowns because, I don't know where my place is in this world or society or, like, this community at St. Thomas, you know, a college that I had almost decided not to go to in the first place, um, but realized, you know, this is a long-term investment, and I really need to dive all in, and so that's exactly what I did. I think freshman year I would go to a different club meeting, like, every other week, was i I also came into college a little background undecided because I was like, literally, who am yeah. I? I don't even know what I like to do so like crazy. what do I like to do outside of this sport that I like did all my life and so I went to accounting club, finance club, like <laughs> <laughs> all these different clubs like it was obnoxious, and I would go to all these different um activities that St. Thomas hosted, whether it would be, I went to a few BESA meetings, I went to a few, like, um, uh, keynote speakers that they had, and I would literally go to everything. I definitely stretched myself way too thin, yeah, because I was just going to every single thing, trying to figure out, okay, what do I like, what do they have to offer, you know? I made that decision, I had to put uh, that chapter of my life behind me, so I was diving Two feet in, yeah, I got to dive deep, and I finally, you know, throughout all of this, um, I was settling in a few clubs, and I was on the e-board of a few clubs, and held uh, positions um, within those clubs, and then I found uh, the business fraternity here that I'm a part of, and I've been a part of that since sophomore year, so two years now, and I know it's kind of funny, like, oh, she's she's in a frat, you know, (laughs) all that. But truly, I, not to, like, you know, push DSP, but it's really offered another community within St. Thomas that's been so supportive and just filled with amazing like-minded people. And that's another aspect that's made me realize, oh, okay, this is, This is another part of me who I I could see myself being like this uh, kick-ass business professional woman, you know, and uh, surrounding myself with, like, these like-minded people. They really just brought me up. And so slowly but surely, I started finding my way within these various clubs and organizations and groups of people. But with that being said, that didn't come, like, just easily, you know, that... That, you know, full circle back um, to our previous conversation, you know, that required me to literally put myself in situations that were so foreign to me that I had never, I had literally never experienced before. Um, And I found within myself that I hold a lot of independence. I'm a very independent person, and I kind of just go and do my own thing, and I really... Push myself to, you know, do it as best as I can and, you know, put myself out there. And that's exactly what I had to do. I There was a lot of trial and error within, you know, groups of people, um, clubs, you know, what that may be that I really didn't fit in or there was a lot of conflict or whatnot. But soon enough, you know, once you get through those you know ebbs and flows, or like those roadblocks that I was talking about, uh, you can really start to sink in and get a grasp on
0: who you are. Yeah, and then once you have yeah. that, to the upcoming roadblocks become a little bit more bearable. Yeah. Where yes, they're obviously still hard, but mm-hmm. you're able to understand a little bit more how you can deal with it because yeah. you know yourself. And right, I want to go back to kind of that what you said about you know getting to college and just being like who in the hell am Mm -hmm. I like who is this person and yeah I think that so many people feel that way and not just in college it could be in high school that they realize this it could be a couple years into Mm -hmm. college that's how I was like I totally know what you mean about just like holy shit, I have no idea who I am and how am I ever going to have a conversation with someone because I don't know who I am. Uh, I think people go through it in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, people are always, like, reaching this point of just, like, who the hell am I? And Mm -hmm. I think there is always just that one singular moment of, like, okay, this is my core. Like, I need to figure out at a core who am I without dance, without baseball, Mm -hmm. without football, without high school friends, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, that is not talked about as much, I don't think, because, and I I love that you said that, because it's okay to not know who you are. Yeah. I think people need to hear that, that if you you don't know, or if you're reaching a point where you are confused, or you're questioning, or... Whatever it is, and whether that be your sexuality, whether that be your personal, you know, experiences, who you want to be, or whatever it is, it doesn't matter where you fall in. It's just okay to not know, and Mm -hmm. you have to take that opportunity to, you don't have to go to, you know, 75 board meetings and do what Danielle did, but that's her example Mm -hmm. of what she did. for me, I started reading and learning yeah. and putting myself in that position to be vulnerable to people around me and say I don't know who I am and and ask for help go to therapy like I think yeah. there's so many different ways for people to deal with this but it's important that people know that if you don't know it's okay you just got to figure it out exactly because so, you're just going to put yourself in the best position for your relationships, your friendships, mm-hmm. your family, everything, and your success and figuring that out. Like
1: Absolutely.
0: You're gonna learn so many things about yourself, but you have to dive in. Yep. And I can I can imagine for you that took just an immense amount of commitment.
1: Yeah. It's it's something that, you know, I wanted so bad. I wanted to figure out what what did I like? What did I believe in? You know, what who who was I to other people, who was I to myself, you know, um, I had no idea, like, literally I had no idea I was the most indecisive person, I was definitely the yes girl, maybe too much, like, saying yes to everything, but there's an art and beauty in saying no, you yes. know, because once you do start to identify who you are and what you like, what you believe in, you know, um, you can start narrowing down and saying no, because that's not who I am. And when I started saying no to things or people, that's when I knew I was starting to find myself or find my track. And, you know, that's such a cheesy cliche term of like, oh, I'm finding myself, like, who am I? I'm going on this spiritual journey, but it's a real thing. And I truly don't know a single person in my life that hasn't had that existential crisis where they question, like, everything about who they are, like, to their human being existence, you know, and where they fit in this world, and it's something that, like you said, everyone goes through, whether you're in high school, whether you are retired and have been through so much of your life, so I think what you need to do first in order to really assess that, what you're going through, because it's a damn scary thing, (laughs) you know. It definitely puts people, and myself included, in dark places sometimes. What you really need to do is, um, that's where this whole vulnerability aspect comes in. You need to take a step back and really unpack that. And, you know, kind of what you were talking about, that can look different for other people. For me, it was... Diving full feet into all these different opportunities to kind of get a little taste test of what do I like for you. That was, you know, diving into books and reaching out to, you know, your trusted family and friends and maybe a therapist and just talking and articulating what was in your brain. Um, but that may look different for everyone else. So what does that mean to unpack that? You know, it, it it's a different definition for everyone. There's no, like manual that yes. says here's how to uh, you know uh-huh. unpack an existential crisis <laughs> when you are in the lowest the low don't you wish there was a manual don't you wish there was a manual oh i sure as hell do and it's a it's always like a work in progress like yeah. every single day always mm-hmm. but um i mean a few things that i guess i could just add for tips or advice is like always be checking yourself and asking yourself internal questions like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What am I doing right now in my environment? And where do I want to see this go? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's always like those, those key W's is like, what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? And really making it a thing. So once you start articulating something, it makes something real and alive, you know, my words are real and alive and they're coming from my brain which was once a thought, you know, yeah. once you make these thoughts in your head, you know, good, bad, destructive thoughts, whatever in between, once you make them alive and real, you can really have a better grasp on like what's going on in your head because that's the one thing that a lot of times I struggle with is I'll have all these thoughts like roaming crazy throughout my head and I just need things to slow down and I need to make them real so I can really assess what's going on. Yeah so.
0: we kind of talked about that in the episode I recorded just a couple yeah. days ago so it's releasing the week before you as well yeah. which this will be in a couple weeks but the idea of figuring out the actual reason that you're upset mm-hmm. so this example of like oh you get home and you had expected that your partner was going to sweep the floor Mm. and they didn't do it because, and you had asked them to do it. Are you actually mad that they didn't do what you asked them to? Mm. Or are you mad because you have an issue with, People, you depending on people and them letting you down. Mm. And so it's it's getting to that real, like, raw core of the yep. actual reason you're upset. Like, mm-hmm. are you upset that your friend isn't showing up? Or are you upset that your partner isn't responding to your text messages? Or are you upset because you have a fear of people leaving you?
1: Right. Um, yep. And
0: that will really get you in your, yeah. like, Inside, and you'll be able to recognize how to deal with those emotions yeah. because they're real emotions and they're likely from childhood traumas mm-hmm. or previous relationships, mm-hmm. previous experiences. So, you're allowed to feel that way, you're not crazy yeah. for thinking that. Yep. But if you're able to communicate that, like you say, hey, I Danielle, I really need you to respond to my text because right. when you don't, it makes me feel like you don't want to be my friend. Right. Like that makes more sense than being like, Danielle, you didn't respond to me. Like what the heck? Yeah. You can't you can't process that. Right. You're like, I don't care. I don't want it. Like if I don't I can't respond, yeah. I can't respond. But I if was you busy, knew like, yeah what? yeah. <laughs> if you knew like my real reason yes. for like why yeah. that makes me upset, mm-hmm. then you'll be more intentional to help like your communication with other people and your ability to know yourself Mm -hmm. will allow that more people in your life to get to know you too yeah I think
1: the going off of that the hardest part about that is even recognizing that you have those traumas you know Mm -hmm. because some people it's so hard to even dive down and like see that oh that's actually the reason why and sometimes that is a hell of a hard thing to admit like Oh, it's because I have, you know, I have these fears or I have maybe these trust issues or it's because, you know, they have these things about themselves that they might not want to admit, so they suppress it down and down and it's just so hard to like dig that up to the surface and really even, I think the hardest thing first off is admitting that people have those like traumas in their life, you know? I I know every single person carries um, like holes or traumas on their back that we're all trying to stitch and fix. And it's just a matter of digging down and finding first things first, like what are those? Yeah. You know, so you can like put them out in front of you and really assess throughout your daily life what you're doing. And, you know, when that comes into play, you can really figure out Oh, okay, so I I might have reacted this way towards my family member or, you know, my significant other or my friends because yeah. x y or z. Yeah. But I think something that I'm still even working on to help myself or other people is how do I how do I help people um recognize that, you know, you may have these like traumas from your past or like
0: how do you have those tough conversations yeah, because
1: it's it's very very tough and like I said before it's very hard to admit like yeah. hi I you know I do this or someone might say hi like I have this issue or you know that's well, hard it's to like admit
0: self-reflection mm-hmm. too in general and I think this can go along with any communication situation that yeah. you have if you find yourself constantly blaming other people yep. there's likely an insecurity or something within yourself mm-hmm. that you haven't addressed yet and i would highly encourage people cuz i've been that person that blames mm-hmm. the other person and sure. says you do this and you do this and you do that but figuring out who i was and you know coming out of you know that situation and really reflecting on it allowed me to realize okay, there's always going to be two sides to the story. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be two parts to everything. So instead of, it's okay to be mad at someone. It's okay to say, hey, like, what they did really upset me. However, it's also really essential that you sit back and you say, but how could I have been better? Or how can I be better in this situation? Or how can I let this not affect me as much, or why is this affecting me so much? There's Mm -hmm. so many tips and tricks, Mm -hmm. and blaming is a huge thing. I I could do a whole podcast on blame. Blame. I think it's such a dangerous thing because not only does it impact the person that you're blaming and your relationship with that person, it also impacts the people around you because Mm -hmm. if you're telling someone like they did this and they did that and they did that, someone's not going to be as receptive to you saying they did this, they did that, they did that. If you say I feel this way, and I feel like this is what they're doing, but, like, I need to talk about it, and, like, why am I feeling this way? And, like, yep. just It goes really, back to checking
1: yourself, Yes. You know, why am I feeling this way when this person did this and this? And I always tell myself, uh, you know, when people come to me talking about a situation that they just went through, or they're saying, oh, she, she did this and this and this, and it sounds very finger-pointy, or this you know, when they're talking to me about their relationship and, oh, he's this, you know, I always try and look at it from such a neutral standpoint just because of blame, and I know (coughs) how that works and finger-pointing because there's always two sides to every story, and my dad instilled that in me from day one, you know, when he was teaching me all about how to, like, conflict resolution, it's always there's two sides to every story, and you have to look at these you know, two sides very unbiased, you know when you're playing that like third party yeah. medium, but that's that's what I think a lot of people could benefit from, especially in our age society with a lot of there can be a lot of drama and like gossip, and that's something I'm really trying to mitigate is like you know blame and finger pointing is is actually a deeper, deeper issue within yeah. the person themselves. I actually just. I just read this book called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel or something um, over J-Term. And The Four Agreements, I can't remember the fourth one, but he basically talks about these four agreements that you should make within yourself to become the best version of yourself. And uh, it... To those listening, if you read this book, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. It's this great philosophical work of his, um, and I know there's, like, sequels to the book. And it's really a great, like, oh, self-help book. I really, really loved it. But also take take it with a grain of salt. It's a little, little extreme and... Um, um, but he has some great ideas. Yeah. Anyways. Take uh, what you need so from it. Take yeah. you take what you need from it. But you'll understand if you read the book. By It's a little extreme. But his four agreements are primarily, uh, you know, don't make assumptions mm. um, in life. Don't take things personally. Always do your best. Um, I can't remember the fourth agreement. It's yeah. right on the tip of my tongue. But kind of with that, um, with the, you know, don't make assumptions or take things personally, I think that can... Making assumptions is, like, such a blame, you know, go hand in hand. Makes the ass out
0: of you and me. That's what my mom always said. Yeah, for
1: real. But making assumptions about how another person thinks or feels or was actually, like, their intentions behind it, you'll never know unless you have that, like, vulnerable face-to-face conversation and putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation to kind of, you know, resolve whatever is going on. Um, And that goes with, you know, really trying to stray away from making assumptions, but uh, taking things personally too, when people, you know, come at you, this is what I mean by the book was a little extreme. He made this example where if I said to Paige, you know, Paige, you are so stupid and so ugly and like, I hate you and blah, blah, blah. um, Paige should technically not take that personally. It's not my problem that I said these, all these nasty things to Paige because if she chooses to accept those words, that's her problem then. It's actually Paige's problem that I said all these nasty things to Paige that he yeah. that she's so stupid, mm-hmm. um, which gets a little controversial. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole underlying point is I'm saying, you know, I said those nasty things to Paige because I have internal wounds of my own. Yeah. And I think, like I said, take it with a grain of salt, but those ideas are really, like... They're really wise and profound, you know, if people are saying certain things or, like, blaming, you know, going back to that, or just um, acting in a certain way, it's because there's, like, an internal wound or trauma, like we were talking about, that hasn't been resurfaced or they can't, like, really grasp on. Um, Of course, it's not
0: Paige's fault, but I'm calling her a stupid bitch. (laughs) Exactly. But you get the whole point. And if you know, like going back to like knowing yourself and being confident in Mm -hmm. who you are, if you're confident in who you are, first of all, you won't need to blame other people. You won't need to have a reason to be like, you know, she did this and she did that and she did this because you're sure of just your situation, who you are. And also, if Danielle says those things to me, I know I'm not stupid, yeah. and like, I, I don't need, like, if she says those, it kind of just, like, wipes right off me, so like, I'm like, okay. I don't really care, like, it's obviously going to be hurtful, but, like, if you're aware of who you are, you're like, that doesn't resonate with me, because mm-hmm. that's not who I am, and that's not what I stand yep. for, because I know who I am, and I know what I stand mm-hmm. for, so it just comes so full circle, and I think people fail to can fail to recognize the importance and the meanings behind our actions. Mm -hmm. And if you find yourself to be a person who often blames other people or often is looking for that drama or that, like, getting mad for these reasons, please, 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 I beg you. To really reflect in and Mm -hmm. think about what your part is in this. Because at the end of the day, you can't control anyone's actions but your own. And if you try to control the other person's actions all the time, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be happy if you're able to control what you can control, which is yourself and your actions, what you say, what you put out there. And in the end, if you're putting out things that you believe in that are true to you, that are in your core, you're going to receive positivity and what you put out there so if you're putting out there negative stuff and your crap and blame and da da, da yeah you're going to be pissed off because that's what you're putting out in the world and that's going to make other people feel bad too right. but if you're putting out positivity encouragement and you know resolving things all those things those things are going to come back to you too so absolutely people just like it It seems a lot more complicated to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I really encourage, though, it's not that complicated. It's, It's hard to find yourself. It's hard to figure out your Mm -hmm. demons and and really get to your core. But but once you do... Really finding who you are. Oh, yeah. I mean, your life just... It opens up in front of you. And and you stand tall because you know, I'm who I am. I don't care if, like... This happens or this happens, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. But you also care about the people around you, too. Exactly. And you want the best for them. And saying, you know, I don't care what they think, it's like, that's kind of a cover, too. It's like, just care about everybody around you, but care about yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. really take care of you, because if you take care of you, you're taking care of other people, too.
1: Right. You can't, you know, until you're the best version of yourself, that's, you can't be that person to other people.
0: Exactly.
1: Right? And. (laughs) I I love that this whole thing kind of just full circle moment brought around to just the whole foundation of who you are, you know, your soul internal being, um, just kind of building that up first, you know, and for me that looked like, you know, making that decision, putting dance aside, going, finding myself, what I liked and learning to say no, you know, uh, Figuring out my worth, I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. And just like understanding who I am as a human being in order to be like that better person for other people. And then, like you said, when these bumps come my way, if someone were to knock me down, and say, you know what, you're not capable, you can't do this, you're this and that, you're stupid, whatever, like I know myself now that I can deflect that and be like, you know what, no, you're wrong, because mm-hmm. that's not who I am. You know, because now I know, like, that's not who I am because I now know, like, who
0: I strive to be and who I am now. Yeah. If that Um, makes
1: sense. It totally (laughs) does. Yeah. It totally
0: does. And I kind of want to touch back on that, Um, like, yes man situation. This is something Mm -hmm. that I experience a lot in my life and I've thought about a lot Um, is this idea of of being able to say no versus being kind of a yes man. And this Mm -hmm. looks different in many different ways so it's like saying no to things like that you don't believe in or whatever you know that's kind of like the basis but as a friend I think it's really important for people to reflect on their ability to be a yes man versus being able to be a little bit more um I don't want to say like critical as more as like helpful Mm -hmm. um Because it's super easy when you're dealing with friends and sometimes family, too, depending on your relationship with your family or even, you know, boyfriends or girlfriends or romantic situations. It's really easy to just be this, like, yes, man. Like, oh, yeah, like, I'll do Mm -hmm. that for you. Like, I'll take that time out of my day. Or, yeah, what you did, like, that's okay that you did that, even if it was really bad. You're like, that's okay that you did that. Like, here's why it justifies it. Or saying, like, yeah, you have a right to be mad at that person. I think it's really... And this is my personal opinion it's mm-hmm. not, you know, to everyone yep. but I think it's really important to start to be more critical, not critical but helpful in those ways and saying like, "You know what? No.
1: Yeah. I
0: think that you should readdress that." And this is goes back to being like that third party in a yep. situation with two friends, saying like, "Okay, but what was your part in this? And how could you be better?" And you can only control yourself, so how can you be better? Like starting those little conversations and as a Friend, I look for somebody who's able to say to me, like, No, you're not perfect. You don't have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Here's some things that you could work on. Because if I don't have that, I'm not being challenged. I'm not Mm -hmm. being pushed. You're not being challenged. I'm not seeing anything coming from that relationship because they're just telling me I'm perfect all the time. I'm not freaking perfect at all. And you can tell me that because if you don't, I'm never going to grow. And eventually our relationship is going to be filled with resentment. So you need, like, I personally believe that friendships need to be, like, challenging and uncomfortable. Again, like, just putting yourself into an uncomfortable situation where you're like, hey, like, maybe you should try this. Or, like, Uh I have an idea. Would you want my advice on something? I'd love to give you my advice on this. Like, there's beautiful ways to say it that you don't hurt someone's feelings. But just know that just because you're saying yes to them and you're giving them everything that they want to hear doesn't mean you're helping them.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, you are actually, you might be hurting them by constantly telling them the things they're doing right.
1: Mm-hmm. I and, couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah, for it's sure. It's just, it's such a, and that goes again, it's just all going back to like, if you're listening right now and you haven't gotten to that core crisis, like, who am I? And, mm-hmm. And it it doesn't have to be this big revelation. It doesn't have to be dropping dance. It doesn't have to be going (laughs) through a breakup. It doesn't have to be giant things. It's maybe one thing one person said to you that made you question who you are. Mm -hmm. And you were like, is that true about me? If you think that, if someone says something to you that you are all of a sudden believing is true about you and it's definitely not true about you, reflect and really get down in that core and figure out who you are. Because if you don't, there's going to be a lot of, you know... Things that will come your way that are going to be really difficult for you to address. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No. Mic drop. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Serious
1: mic drop. Like, <laughs> I couldn't agree more to everything you just said. Okay. Seriously, you have to. You have to really like start by checking yourself. Mm-hmm. I know I keep going back to that, but you gotta just check yourself.
0: Go self. back to who you are. I mean. Yes. And, yep. And can't say it enough, and I grew up with the same thought all the time. My mom always said it to me. She's like, you can't control anyone but yourself. Mm -hmm. And if more people realize that, and not as much having that, like, I'll do me mentality as just, like, knowing how your actions affect the people around you. And knowing that you are going to impact those around you. So you have to figure out how you want to be an impact to those people around you. And if more people wanted to be a positive impact, we'd have a great world, you know? And we do have a great world, and people are wanting to be more of a positive impact. And I think just encouraging that in your small relationships and your things you're going through. I mean, we all are going to go through shit. Mm -hmm. But it's how can we help each other through it and be a positive role model in that
1: how can, how can we really support one another in the most like healthy beneficial way mm-hmm. you know man
0: it's so oh, that finding was really who you good it's tough yeah it's oh hard. my god it's, finding who you are is hard it's hard. small plug <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's it is really really hard and when you were saying that stuff about it i you know i'm trying to say more on the podcast just like how i feel and like yeah. it's that feeling of like yeah like like it really it
1: really resonates and I know that I've talked to a lot of people who have experienced you know a similar feeling you know maybe their pathway has looked completely different but just that same feeling of just oh my god who am I to myself and who can I be to other people you know they they imagine this person that they want to be but They don't know how to get there, or where do I even start?
0: Yeah, And then I, like, what do I even like? I mean, that is such a profound thing, because I don't think people even think about that, because a lot of times you do identify yourself, like, oh, I'm a dancer, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that. Like, I was a horseback rider for several years, but being able to, like, sit down and be like, okay, but what do I like?" like? You know what I used to do? What?
1: This was crazy. So freshman year, I used to go on Google, and I would type in... 200 questions, like, to ask someone, questions to ask someone, you know, it would be, like, what are you most passionate about, what's your favorite book, like, what's your favorite artist, why, and it would have, like, all these different prompts, literally, because I had no effing clue, like, I, and then I would sit there for, like, five minutes and be, like, who how is, would like, I answer this? Yeah, how would I answer, as if someone was asking me these questions. I, I would that. literally Google search, like, questions or prompts that people would ask other people, and then I would answer them myself. And yes. it was, like, I'm not even kidding. That was honestly one of the most helpful things.
0: Okay, that's where everyone's going to start. They need to Google that.
1: And This is what I would do on my free time instead of scrolling through mm-hmm. social media freshman year because... Like I said, also second semester freshman year, I was going through a very, very hard breakup, and so that was just you know an icing cherry topper on the cake. Slap that on there I, too. I was very emotionally unstable, and just I I felt like unworthy and that you know undesirable. On top of who the hell am I? Yeah. Like what am I doing here? What the hell do I even want to major in? I didn't declare my major until junior year. I, like, literally hated all my core classes. I was like, is this even for me? So here I am sitting in my dorm room, like, scrolling through Google, (laughs) answering questions or trying to answer questions about myself that I didn't, like, I never even questioned myself before because yeah. all I was doing was shuffle ball change, toe hop stub, yeah in tap dance, or whatever the hell. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, like for those of you who, if that resonates with you, if you're really in that spot and you're like, holy shit, I, if someone were to ask me these like fire, rapid, hot seat questions, I would have no idea what to say. Like, do yourself a favor. Go out on the internet and just scroll through them some of them are hilarious and interesting <laughs> and you learn a lot about yourself once you sit down and think for 30 seconds like oh wow yeah this would be my answer if someone were to ask yeah. me that and or,
0: once you get that ball rolling I mean you just kind of constantly yeah. think like that because I've noticed that about myself yeah. like recently I've been asked a lot of like questions by someone I'm just getting to know and like it I just couldn't fire, yeah. spit stuff out. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, my God, that was really fast. I'm like, well, I know myself. Like, yes. I know, yes. I, and there, I still have things to learn, of course. Yes. But, like, those basic things are, like, even if it's got a little twist on it, mm-hmm. like, I know things about myself. Yes. And that took me two years to really dive deep into that. And that's oh, a long yeah. time, you know. Like, yep. that's, it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to learn. And that's okay, too. No. Like, once you get that ball rolling though, you don't stop. You
1: gotta be persistent. That's yeah. why persistent said and commitment, like what you, you said gotta earlier. Be persistent and patience. Yes. Full circle, man. Patience <laughs> with
0: yourself. I think yep. it's just like take care of you yep. for you because you know, you're you're only helping yourself for future, again, future relationships, future friendships, future mm-hmm. jobs. I mean, people out there in the world are looking for people that know who they are because you're easier to work with. You're easier to get along with. You're mm-hmm. all these things because you're just okay with yourself. And two people who are okay with themselves don't need constant validation and, like, you know, don't make each other upset because yeah. they're okay with who they are. Right. And they're enough, like, I challenge myself enough as is. I'm hard enough That's on right. myself. I don't need someone else to be hard on me too, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: So. I'm, and, I'm a huge self-help, like,
1: Uh, you know, self-care preacher, I think you know, as we've been talking about it thus far, you know, you have to take care of yourself first before you can be that person for other people and what does that look like to you? I think one thing that I do want to touch base on that I learned about myself um, on my vision trip actually in Costa Rica is what the definition of self-care looks like to a lot Mm -hmm. of people. It's oh, I'm going to have a night in on a Friday night, do a face mask, and have a few glasses of wine. Well, it's like, to me, I learned and realized, and, you know, if that works for you, that's amazing, that's great. Um, this is just my opinion, and maybe uh, listeners can kind of uh, think a little bit more about this. In my opinion, that's just kind of slapping a band-aid on some bigger issues or some things, if you're going through a rough patch, we all need to take a self-care day or mm-hmm. just a break from, you know, your friend group or whatever's going on. You just need to have that day to kind of breathe and take a step back. But i realized that it's it's a lot more than just putting on a face mask. It's really, I know I, I sent this to you, but it's um, really unpacking all of that and finding for me that's okay how do I make what's going on how do I make that a real thing I I turn to trusted family and friends and I talk to people or I journal I think journaling uh, I never was a big journaler writing in my diary per se but it really does make things um legitimate, you know, when you're bringing it from your brain to paper, it's like, okay, I'm really assessing and writing it out on paper, what's going, what's happening, what, why am I feeling this way? I think really using the word why a lot allows you to kind of navigate through what's going on. And also, how are you unwinding? You know, for me, I unplug, I unplug from Devices, Uh, I think social media, as amazing as it can be for networking and like um, expressing yourself and being able to really like highlight amazing points in your life, I think it can sometimes get a lot of, bring a lot of uh, toxicity to people's lives, especially for me. Um, Sometimes I can find myself just mindlessly scrolling and I take a step back and I'm like why what mm-hmm. what benefit am I getting out of this right now um, and sometimes when it reaches or crosses that line I just I have to unplug and I'll delete Instagram or my social media for a few days or even a few weeks at a time I know right now I deleted my Instagram on Super Bowl and I haven't brought it back Jenga, so that's awesome I just I definitely I Myself needed to go into last semester senior year just a little bit more in having a little bit more intention, yeah. You know? And then finally, how unwind, how do you unwind, and what does that look like? Um, it looks different for everybody, and if it is, you know, taking a step back and Having a glass or two of wine and uh, watching a movie, cool, that's awesome. Good for you. For me, I really found beauty in yoga and mindful breathing and meditation. It's amazing, and it really allows me to focus on nothing but my breath because I have a racing mind that doesn't shut off. Yeah. And it loves to work its power, especially in the late hours of the night yeah, when I don't girl. want it to. But, yeah, it looks different for everyone, so really finding what those three, you know, three terms, unplug, unpack, and unwind, mean to you, because um, they mean something different to everyone, you know. I love that. But, yeah, figure out what those three things mean to you, and then really take
0: action. And it is, again, another way yeah. to figure out who you are. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone is different, and everyone matters, and everyone's important, and your voice and who you are is important to the world. And yeah. so you're doing all of us a disservice if you don't know who you mm-hmm. are because you're not able to give us your true self. And I want people to know that because people, we're here to make connections and have a human yeah. impact and have these like love, love impacts or whatever impacts they are. And I encourage you to dive into who you are because then you're going to help everyone around you mm-hmm. and be a, create a better world. And
1: like we've said before, you you don't have to have this crazy, huge, glamorous story, you know, oh, like this huge thing happened. Um, If you are a walking, you know, if you are a living, breathing, functioning human being, you know, like if you are a human (laughs) being, period, (laughs) period, poop. (laughs) <laughs> if you are a human being period you have a story yes like and your story is validated and your story matters yes and I think I just I hope you all hear that yeah. whatever that may be like you matter and people people care like we care to hear that and that's mm-hmm. why you know this platform was built because we want to hear that um
0: and if you'd feel like the people around you don't want to hear yeah. it, then you need to get new people around you because yes. there people are people oh like the people the, care. Yeah. And,
1: you know, if people around you aren't caring and don't care, then fellas, you got out out to us you got to outsource yeah. man, because you got to outsource because <laughs> people do freaking care in this world and yeah. you got to find those people that care. Mm-hmm. I promise you, no matter who you are, your voice flippin' matters. So Make it happen and start speaking. Yeah, start talking start to yourself. Thinking, yeah, start thinking. Start talking to yourself, other people, your notebook. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Oh my <laughs>
0: gosh, I'm feeling so like inspired now. And <laughs> no, I don't even need to go through a crisis again, but I feel inspired. Um, I love that. That was so good. Like Yay. you just really. I don't know. I was saying earlier, like I've just been kind of feeling lately like a little defeated and, and just anxious and trying to make this the best it can be. And I know it's it's still the first season. We're still growing. I'm trying to figure out when I want to take a break and and, you know, dive deeper in and how do I do that? And I, I think this really made me feel good and made me feel like, so you know, glad. there's something here and like we have. We have something to do here, and this is a this is a job that has to be done because there's people right next to us that have been near us for three years that have things going in their head that are exactly the way you're thinking, and we've known that for a while that we think yeah. pretty similarly, but it's just important stuff, and it makes sense. It's yeah. not you're not reaching for something. Right. You're not out there like oh, let me tell you about this brand new idea. Like, this is stuff that is just real and mm-hmm. raw and makes sense. And, and it's not as hard as we think it is. Right? It's it's hard, but it's simple, you know? Exactly. So yeah. thank you for sharing all of that and Absolutely. putting yourself out there because you're so incredibly intelligent and you're hardworking wow. and you're wow. passionate. <laughs> and, like, I just, I've always looked up to you and, and even look up to you even more now. Oh, so
1: thank you Love so you much. Lots. I just got chilled. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you mean the world to me. Like I I was so ecstatic and honored to just have been asked to be a part of like your special like baby, you know, <laughs> your new amazing project and I'm just so excited for you to see where this goes and I'm really glad that I could help contribute in any way and I hope that um, others are able to somewhat resonate with what we've said or what I've shared. And I I really hope that, you know, if you're listening, that you really do reach out to this platform because it can really change lives and work wonders. <laughs> like, seriously, you guys. Um, utilize your resources. This is an amazing resource to be able to just start that conversation. And I know myself or obviously your host Paige Boner (laughs) would be amazing sources to like just talk and chat whether we're super good friends or not I seriously would welcome anyone with open arms into my home let's sit down have a cup of coffee and just like talk about real stuff because I'm a person who i'm so sick of this surface level bullshit like minnesota nice is great low it can be great to certain points but man like i just it like i said whether you know me super well or not just let's talk reach out to me well i love new friends we'll become friends man and (laughs) conversations should be inspiring and
0: like make you feel heard and filled Mm -hmm. and happy and obviously we're going to have meaningless conversations yes, too. We're going to talk absolutely. about the Kardashians or the bachelor way too <laughs> and much. The bachelor, the bachelor in way too much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so there's just going to be yes. things that obviously are mindless and that's okay, but having if you haven't had like a good meaningful conversation mm-hmm. that just left you feeling woo, like that was mm-hmm. that makes me want to just go home and cry and just feel great and yeah. feel heard, then you gotta talk to one of us because we'll yeah,
1: and we just start having like coffee talks
0: with pages r-
1: being uncomfortable.
0: Ladies and <laughs> Full circle moment. we are. <laughs> be uncomfortable. We need so, a shirt that says that. Quote of the
1: day: Be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. Boom. Boom.
0: That mic has been dropped. (laughs) Now she's coming out here banging on that table like I told her not to. Don't bang on the table. I have a
1: few rules here before we get started. Don't bang on the table table. and boom. boom. Pound. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Times a million. I love it. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening.